Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Maker Moms podcast. This week's guest is, well, me, Katie Freeman of Freeman Furnishings and also host of the Maker Mom podcast. I figured um, I was going to take advantage of a little bit of a break in interviews and do a second episode with myself. I haven't done another interview since the very first introduction episode and lots of you have reached out to me and said, hey, we want to know more um, about you and about your story. So here you go. Uh, before I get going, I want to make sure I give a big shout out and thank you to the all of the patrons over on Patreon. So Amy of Bison Carving Valley, Brandy of Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very, very much for being patrons. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you, and I look forward to chances that we get to chat, like during monthly online meetups, which this year I will totally be sure to make sure I stay on top of and make sure we get one every month this year. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know there has been some interest in the Maker Mom t-shirt that I had made with the Mom Squad on the back, which contains all of the names of the moms that I've had on the podcast um, all the way up through episode 68. Um, and so that is now, I've made that shirt available now uh, in the store over on Freeman Furnishings. If you all are interested, if you've been a guest on the podcast and you want to get a shirt with your name on the back, that is awesome. So if you want to check that out, you can go over to freemanfurnishings.com. Uh, that's just as it sounds and hit shop and it's right there at the top of the shop. So you can't miss it. It is fulfilled by Printful. So it will be mailed directly to you, which should make it super, super easy. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got going on this week. As far as announcements, now I want to get to some of the questions that have been sent in to me. So one of the questions, I want to make sure that I get this right here because I've had several sources of questions coming in. Um, one of the questions comes from the Maker Moms group over on Facebook, which any of you who follow along with the podcast, you can totally become a member of the Maker Moms group, which is it is a private group. You just have to answer a few questions, and I pretty much always accept everybody uh, to come on over there. Um, let me see here. We had a few questions that got sent in make sure I got okay so the first question is coming from Christy which I believe is twisted twine woodworking um, 
She wants to know a little bit about the backstory and how I came to starting the podcast. So here's some of the backstory. Freeman Furnishings LLC has been an official thing since January 1st of 2017. So I hit third year anniversary, uh, January 1st of this year. And I'd probably been doing Freeman Furnishings for, I want to say like a year and a half uh, before I started listening to podcasts. I really didn't know much about podcasts, believe it or not. One of my neighbors actually, like he's constantly listening to podcasts. He's like, you should totally check out podcasts. So I did. And I started by looking for podcasts for makers and woodworkers. And so I started listening to ones like the Modern Maker podcast and making it and made for profit, which I love all of those. And they all have, um, kind of totally different setups and, and, you know, different value prop that they're bringing. And I really enjoyed them. But after a while, I was like, you know, where, where are the women at? Where are the women makers? I know they're out there. I see them on Instagram. Um, but where are they at? You know, and so at first, I actually started by reaching out to some of those podcasts and saying, hey, you need to have some women guests on. Uh, and when that didn't seem to be going too far, then um, I did just like a search for some of the bigger, you know, women makers that I knew of to see if they were, they were doing podcasts and they weren't. And I couldn't really find any, you know, woodworkers or like metal makers or anything like that that were doing podcasts that were women. And so I was like, you know what? I can't find it, so I'm going to make it because I can't be the only woman maker out there who wants to hear from other women makers. Um, and specifically, like I dove down into the niche of um, being a mom because that was kind of the other thing, right? Of those podcasts that I listed, um, probably, I don't know, a third of the guys who are doing those podcasts are parents and the rest are not. And um, there does seem to be like an added element, right, of having to work around schedules and time blocking and all that kind of stuff when you are a parent. And so since I wanted to specifically interview only women and I wanted to interview women who are parents, that's how I came up with the Maker Mom podcast. So that's a little bit of the background there. All right, now I'm going to flip over to Brandy of Studio Obey, she sent in quite a few really good questions. So her first question is, how has your business changed since episode one? Um, that's a really good question. So episode one, if I remember correctly, was released on October 19th of 2018. That was the first one that got released. And actually I released two at once. I released the first one, which is the introduction with me, and then I released the first interview, which is with Ellen Smith of Little Bear Furniture. Um, I would say, you know, really, like, I, I don't know if I could point to, like, you know, my specific business has changed in this way since I started the podcast. I will tell you, though, like, I mean, I've always enjoyed making but I really, really, truly love doing the Maker Mom podcast and doing the interviews. I've met so many amazing other female makers who are moms, um, like just started growing this community and this tribe. And even if like it brings no monetary value 
or basically anything else, like I pretty much am not going to stop doing this podcast because it's one of the highest points in my week that I look forward to when I have interviews set up that I know I'm going to talk to somebody else who has at least some similarities to me. And we're going to like geek out over wood types or we're going to, you know, geek out of like the latest YouTube video that our kids are watching or whatever it's going to be. Like, I know that there's going to be some similarities and it's going to be a great conversation. And there's always something of value that gets brought to the audience. So like, I, I don't know if I can answer this question, Brandy, of like, how has my business changed? I will say like Freeman Furnishings has grown. I don't know if there's like a direct correlation between Freeman Furnishings growing and the business um, outside of like, it's given me an opportunity to meet amazing people. Um, and it has given me some opportunity to like branch out and start working with some other brands. And that's kind of how the introduction to those brands gets started is through the podcast. So there is that on the business side of things. But um, when I started the podcast, the first two years of my business, I'll share this information freely. Um, I made $2,500 each year and my expenses each year was roughly between $9,500 and $10,000. So two years operating in the red. But 2019 was my first year where I actually had $100 of profit over the year. Um, where what I brought in was like 9,600 and my expenses was like 9,500. So I have grown and those numbers are not huge, uh, but I share them freely because I do think people need to understand what it really looks like and then what success should look like. And that is dependent upon the person. I think it's successful if I can bring in enough money that it's a self-sustaining business right? That even if it stayed breaking, even for another couple of years, I think it would still be worth it. I get to do something that I love and I'm paying for it. Like it's paying for itself. All right. So Brandy's next question, which I've kind of alluded to a little bit was what opportunities has doing the po podcast brought? So probably the biggest opportunities one is getting brand relationships started with maybe brands that are what I would consider like big brands that maybe I feel like my other social media channels are too small to start talking, doing sponsorships with. And the podcast is still not huge. I mean, it is getting bitter, bigger and continues to grow. But surprisingly, a lot of these bigger brands haven't waded into the water as far as podcast sponsorships yet. And so, and when I tell them that I'm interviewing other moms who are makers and that largely the audience is made up of women, they tend to perk theirs up real quick and jump right on board um, because that is definitely a market that they would like to get into. That being said, I will let you guys know that I do require that if I am going to have a brand sponsorship that I try out their product personally before I agree to anything to having them sponsor anything. I want to try out the product personally so that I can speak in, in real talk to that product and really stand behind it. I'm not just going to peddle things at you guys just to get a sponsorship. That's just not how I roll. So I do want to let you guys know that any of the brands who have been sponsors on the podcast, I have personally used their products. I'm not lying when I say that on the little ads. Um, it's absolutely 100% true. Uh, just so you guys know that. And then the second way 
that podcast has like kind of helped with opportunities was with uh, Workbench Con that we just got through. That was when I'm recording it. It is Thursday the 27th. I just got back home from Workbench Con on Sunday. Um, and so this year when Workbench Con, or I should say in the fall of last year when Workbench Con put out the call for speakers, I put together two different pitches. One was the parent panel, one was the carving demo, and um, I could I guess leverage that I do this weekly podcast and I've been doing it for over a year at that point when I sent the pitches in. And I do feel strongly that because of that, that did aid in me being able to land not just one of those pitches, but both of those pitches. So another shout out to those of you who are on the parent panel that I moderated. That is Shar Wooden Maven and Brandy with an eye of Eternal Harvest, and Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, Chris, A Glimpse Inside, and Caleb, You Can Make This Too. So shout out to all of you. Shout out to Brandy Obey, who's asking these amazing questions, but also filmed the parent panel for us while we were up there. And then um, shout out to Ellen, Little Bear Furniture. We did the carving demo together. And the Cuts All Guys, too. Thank you very much for um, sponsoring that demo so we could do it on both days of the conference. So um, having the podcast definitely allowed me to leverage networks and leverage that I have, you know, kind of, I guess, public speaking cred, if you will. I know podcast isn't public speaking cred, but... I talk to people every week now, um, and especially with the parent panel, kind of the moderator interview style, it showed that I could do it. So I would say it led to that opportunity, and I do hope to use the podcast in the future to continue to leverage additional public uh, speaking um, events, because that's really kind of one of the things I want to get into uh, as time goes on, is more public speaking type things. All right, and then Brandy has one more question for me, and that is, how do you manage it all? Do you do block time, schedule posts, any tips? Um, and I'm going to end up saying, it's kind of cliche, I'm going to end up saying, like all the other maker moms say when I basically ask this question, which is, who says I'm handling it all and not losing my mind? Because I do feel like I am losing my mind on a regular basis for sure. Um, I unfortunately don't do a lot of black time. So my, I don't know if you want to call it my day job, but the, my professional, I do have a professional job, uh, that's based off of my college education, um, that I do part time as well that currently pays the bills. And that is, I'm a quality assurance consultant for manufacturers, uh, several different manufacturers in different industries within the state of Iowa. So that has me traveling probably four to five times a month, um, either doing trainings or doing direct consulting work on projects um, with different companies. So I have that going on and that still takes top priority since, like I said, that is what's currently paying the bills, and so I need to make sure that I'm giving that uh, plenty of energy, if you will. Um, and then it kind of goes uh, as far as workday. So basically, my kids are 
both either on the bus or my youngest dropped off at preschool by about quarter to eight in the morning. And then I head back out to pick them up at 4 p.m. So I have basically from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. to get work done, whether that be professional job work or whether that be Freeman Furnishing slash Maker Mom uh, work. And so the next priority usually is like setting up the Maker Mom podcast interviews. And if I do manage to get more than one interview in a week, I try to actually do them all on the same day or within two days, no more than that, uh, so that I can do some kind of block timing. So because the days I do interviews are the days that I try to do my computer work. So that's updating the website, which desperately needs to be done right now, um, doing video content for YouTube, packaging up and slicing out things to put on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and everything like that. I try to do like bigger editing on the computer and then I will put it on Google Drive and download it on my phone and then I use InShot on my phone to break things up into smaller pieces because if any of you are using TikTok yet, which if you aren't, you need to like stop listening to me right now, get a TikTok account and get on there. Anyways, um, 15 second video seems to be the sweet spot. 15 seconds, no more than 30 seconds over on TikTok. So I will take like a longer format video and break it down into chunks. Um, and then either use what I put on TikTok to put on Instagram too, mainly just because I like the music from TikTok or, um, you know, not do that and just use some smaller form from InShot over to Instagram. I am trying not to just hit the, when you post on Instagram, you know, where you can say, uh, post it on Facebook too. I'm trying not to do that right now because content does better on Facebook if it's not coming from another platform that you're sharing onto Facebook, where you actually go on there, upload the same video, um, and do a different contextual text around it. So I am trying really hard to do that. Um, so like I said, I try to put computer work on two days where either I have a Maker Mom podcast interview or some other appointment. I usually end up with more than one like random one hour appointment during the week. Um, and if that happens, then I try to say, okay, that day is basically shot for shop time. So I'm going to do as much computer work as possible. That includes emails for both the professional job and Freeman furnishings. That includes contacting sponsors. Um, and includes a lot of things. So I would say in a given week, I have one full day that goes to the professional job, probably two full days that goes to computer work slash appointments slash interviews, and then two days where I'm actually making. And those two days where I'm actually making, I'm usually actually making in the morning and then in the afternoon I'm back home uh, doing stuff on the computer. Making happens between two different places. I have a shop space that I rent, which is somebody else's two-car garage. It works out fantastic for me. Um, that thing is pretty much <laughs> a constant disaster. Um, and then just in November, I also started do, having a membership at the local makerspace. Um, and so I'll be between those two places. It depends on what tools I need. I'm at the makerspace when I need tools like the table saw and a jointer and a planer because I don't have those things in my shop so I'm going to be using those things over there um, and sometimes I'm going back and forth and sometimes I have to take trips to Lowe's or Menards or Ace or whatever I try to limit that as much as possible um, 
So that's usually what my days look like, um, kind of scattered and all over the place. But like I said, I, I try to get a solid eight to 10 hours of making done in a week because I do have projects going on. And plus I need to be making stuff so I can actually have content to produce off of that making. Um, some of the consistent making uh, content stuff I am trying to do is I have recently tried, I'm trying to do a weekly kind of vlog type post on YouTube. I haven't hit it consistently <laughs> weekly, but I am trying really hard. Um, I was trying to do weekly sketches. I need to get back into that. The holidays came and I just kind of basically fell off on that, but I do need to get back into that. Um, and then I'm trying really hard this year. I'm going to try really hard to make absolutely certain I have at least one, if not two, project videos that are going up on YouTube every single month. Um, you know, I know I have the work out there to do it. And so I just need to kind of barrel down and make sure that that gets done. So no real tips except for, um, like I said, between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., that's my work time. And I do actually try really hard to make that the only time that I am also on social media. Um, I'm trying my best this year to make sure that once kids are picked up, and basically for the rest of the night that I'm not getting on social media. I might check just to see if I have any comments or questions so I can answer people because I don't, I don't want to leave things unanswered when people ask questions or leave comments. So I usually will check that after, like right after the kids are in bed. Um, but then after the kids are in bed, that's the time for my wife and I to have couple time. And so... I'm trying really hard, um, and, and I would say for the most part, I'm pretty successful at making it. Once I pick up the kids, that's it. I'm, I'm done for the night, except for an occasional check or two uh, for comments. Um, so I don't know if you would consider any of that tips or tricks. I am also very open for people sharing tips and tricks with me because I just don't seem to necessarily have it all lined up and ready to go. All right. So the last question that somebody sent in for me was Alma, Pink Soul Studio. Shout out, Alma. And her question is, what goals do you wish to check off your list for 2020 as a maker and then as a mom? Now that is a very tough question. Um, so as a maker, I really, it's a pretty ambitious goal, but I would like to um, double what Freeman Furnishings made last year. So I made 9,500 last year and that's coming from uh, furniture sales, sponsorship deals, uh, AdSense, affiliate programs, all different various sources of income that I work off of. Um, I'd like to double that in 2020. So roughly I'd like to hit 20K this year if at all possible. So that is a big goal out there. Um, another goal would be to, um, be, get more consistent in the content that I produce. Like I said, I would really like to get super consistent with a weekly vlog, get super consistent with weekly sketches being put out, um, getting consistent with two projects a month being put out. Um, so really it's around consistency and just finding that rhythm. That's really what it's about this year. I want to find a rhythm that I can feel comfortable with and, 
and continue to hit and take with me into 2021 uh, because believe it or not it's the end of February and in 10 more months we'll be into another new year so that's that and then also I want to do collaborations this year I have not really done any collaborations like at all with other makers though I've talked a lot with other makers and artists about doing collaborations um, and so I want to do that this year and if any of you took the class that Donovan taught at WorkbenchCon called um, Donovan of Once Upon a, a Workbench. He talked about interactive um, content and how you can really utilize that to do collaborations with other makers and that was like a huge light bulb moment for me. So just even after that I had tons of conversations uh, the rest of Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening at WorkbenchCon about different collaborations that I want to do and utilize like the interactive uh, content approach over on, especially on YouTube um, to be able to do those collaborations because I live in the middle of the country and it seems like no other makers live near me. So <laughs> need to do it virtually if if um, can't make it work any other way but that is definitely a huge goal for me this year is working with other makers to make stuff because well it sounds really fun and so that's what I want to do um, and then goals as a mom and I'm gonna throw one in there Alma I'm gonna say goals as a mom and a wife I would say huge for me would be to stick with the commitment that once you know I leave to pick up the kids then it's family time and couple time the rest of the the afternoon and evening during the weekday and I've been doing actually really good that on the weekends I think I'm only doing like one post total between Saturday and Sunday uh, and the rest of the time I'm spending with my family and that is something I really want to stay committed to this year for sure um, I feel like that's a good balance for me and a good balance for my family um, specifically with my kids, I really want to bring them into my making more. They're showing more and more interest. Um, and so I want to just encourage that and, you know, let them have opportunities to use tools where it's safe. My oldest will be seven in June and my youngest just turned four. So some of that's still not super safe, but when it is, I want to bring them into it. They both got to use a hand drill for the first time about three weeks ago. I helped both of them use it, but they uh, weren't intimidated at all and kind of took it right on. And I want to encourage that and do more projects for our home focused around things for the family um, to help encourage them to join in on that. So that would be, I think that answers all the questions that I got in for this episode. Um, so thanks so much, you guys, for listening to kind of introduction part two, I guess, for me, Katie Freeman of Freeman Furnishings slash Maker Mom Podcast. Um, again, the Maker Mom Podcast t-shirts with the Mom Squad that includes all the moms I've interviewed for the first 68 episodes uh, is over there in my online store on Freeman Furnishings. There's an S at Furnishings. Dot com hit shop it's right there at the top of the page so you can check that out if you're interested if you're interested in becoming a patron so you get included in the shout outs at the start of every episode plus you get access to things like the monthly online meetup 
uh, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast, or make sure you're following along with the Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. That's at Maker Mom Podcast. Hit the link in the bio, hit join the tribe. That will take you there as well. I'd love to have you there. Um, if right now, if you join at the $5 a month tier, you would get the uh, Maker Mom Mom Squad tea or you can get just a regular maker mom t-shirt too without the mom squad you would have your choice you'd have your choice right now if you do the five dollar tier um to get that t-shirt plus sticker plus all the extra goody content stuff so go check that out all right i hope that everyone has now fully recuperated from workbench con i hope you have a fantastic weekend i hope you get to make if that's what you're hoping to get to do i hope you get to spend time with your family if that's what you hope you get to do hope you get to do it all have a fantastic weekend and i will see you next week with a new interview thank you for listening to the maker mom podcast you can connect with the maker mom community in the facebook group page maker moms And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.